Welcome to the Resound Student Ministry Podcast. At Resound, we want to see every student fully devoted to their new life in Christ. Here's this week's midweek message, and we hope it gives you the courage to take the next step in your relationship with God. All right, what is up, guys? Wow, I am loud. Cool. I'm still loud. Wow. That's super loud. You guys good? Is that too loud? No? Yes? One, two, three. We're good? That's better? Yes. All right, I'm going to just roll with it. So, how are you guys doing tonight? Yeah? Good. Uh, Well, I can honestly say that it feels good to be back in my old hometown. I kind of miss you guys. I kind of miss the old country. Um, City life? I don't think city life is for me, you know? I'm not sure how about it. But um, I will say that everyone who said that college is tough told you the truth. College is hard. Um, It's not impossible. There's a lot of reading. And I'm not a reading person. Well, anymore, anyway. But, yeah. On that note, I will say that for, um, like, the Jacksonville people that came up today, I'm excited to see um, wherever you guys go in your future, whether that's coming up next fall or that's coming up in a couple of years. I'm excited to see uh, the next step in you guys' journey in life. So keep going. High school ends one day. Um, So, yeah, on that note, um, I just want to say that I love short people. Thanks, Mom. I do. I do. Because let me explain why. So I live in an apartment complex where there are like six foot five, six, six, six foot six guys like all over the place. And so I'm considered a short person. And so like I stopped remembering all their names. I just call them chin because that's that's like all I see. It's like beard hair and chin. So it's like, what's up, day? It's like, what's up, chin or beard hair, depending on how I'm feeling. But speaking of short, um... I remembered when I was in elementary in like the third grade when I was like a little baby, right? And so back then there was this thing called AR. Is that still a thing? Accelerated reading? Yeah? Who does not know what that means? Raise your hand. Everyone knows what that means, yeah? So, okay, I got one. I'm explaining to you. Okay, cool. So basically what it was um, is that it was kind of like a system that his, here's how I took it. It was kind of like a system for like teachers and schools to get kids to want to read and it worked. So like you would read a book and then you would take a test and then whenever you took a test, that book had a certain amount of points that it was worth. So depending on how you did on a test, depending on how many points you got, right? So, um, and those points add up. So like you read a book, click, click, past it, whoop, and you get your points. I'm still loud. Um, um, and then at the end of the year, they ranked you like, yeah, the highest person had this many points, and they like first, second, third, fourth, all the way down, right? So at the end of the year, if you were in a certain rank, you got to go on certain field trips, right? So back when I was a young lad, um, it was like the top 20 went to Chuck E. Cheese, no, I take that back. Hold on, wait, wait, shh. I'm telling my story. Let me tell my story. <sighs> the top 20 went to roller skating, went to the skating rink. The top 10 
went to Chuck E. Cheese in the top five, like the elite, like the squad, went to Chick went to Six Flags. I almost said Chick-fil-A. Went to <laughs> went to Six Flags for free and like your meals paid for it and everything. It was like, it was so cool. It was, it was dope. And so in third grade, um, I was reading, I was like, choo, choo, choo. I was getting, I was putting that work in, I was grinding, I was getting them points racked up, it was awesome, I like checked the leaderboard, I was like in first at one point, and it was like two weeks before the Six Flags trip, so I was like, I'm cool, I'm not going to read no more, and I stopped, right, bad mistake, so when the deadline came, and they were announcing who, the top five who got to go to Six Flags, I wasn't, I wasn't one of the guys. And so I went and checked again. I ended up finishing number six. And they took the top five. So I was literally one spot away from going to Six Flags in the third grade. And I was mad. I threw like a chair, a chair out the window. I got rolled up. The like police came. It was bad. Just kidding. I didn't do all that. But, but <laughs> the next year, I put their work in, doom, 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 read, 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 click, click, took a test, got 100, what up? Then I got to go, right? So I went to Six Flags. It was my first time ever going to Six Flags, my first time ever. I was hyped up. I was like bouncing on a bus seat, doom, doom, reels on the bus, go around there. It was hype. I was hype, right? So we get to Six Flags. It starts pouring down rain. I was mad, right? So... We're standing under this thing. It's raining. It's lightning. I hear teachers like Miss Holt. I heard. I, I remember her saying, "We may have to go home because I don't think the rain's gonna let up." And I was like, "You shut your mouth!" I was mad. And so eventually the rain stopped. We stood there for a whole nother hour. We're here at this park for like one, two, three, like five hours or something like that. And like, I got, I'm like, I gotta go ride all these rides. I gotta do all this stuff. This rain is killing my vibe. I was mad. But eventually we go in, I ride some rides, I scream, I eat some pizza. I almost throw up. I didn't throw up. Kind of It was kind of like a cool thing to throw up on roller coasters. I don't know why. But um, towards the end of the day, all my, all my friends were just like, let's go ride this ride called the Mr. Freeze. And I'm like, what is that? And because remember, it's my first time. So I'm like, what's that? And they're like, it's this ride. They're like, you sit this way, but your body goes that way. It's like, shoom. It's like, it takes you backwards. I was like, that's cool. They're like, yeah. And you go on loopy loops and you can throw up. And like, because of the loop, when someone throws up, it can hit you in the face. And it was awesome. I was like, let's go get some throw up on our face. Let's do it. I was, I was hyped. So, so. Um, I don't know how old I was in fourth grade, but I was short for my age at that time, right? So I was short, and all my friends were taller than me. So they're all, we're all running to the Mr. Freeze. He's just running around a little, like, doop, 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 doop. And so we're going, and so we get to this entrance, and there's this guy that's holding, like, this sign that says, you have to be this tall to ride this ride. And they're all just, like, going up there, like, bink, ah, bink, ah, bink. I need that. Bink, ah, bink, right? And so I get up there. I'm like... I'm about to be one of the banks too. It's gonna be cool. And so I get up there and like the sign is like right here, like right over. It's like six inches over my head. And I'm like, oh no. 
I may not be able to, I may not be able to go to ride. And so I'm looking at the guy that's holding the sign, and he's looking back at me, and he's looking at this little kid that guess like his eyes are watering. He's like about to, I'm about to, I am about to ball because I won't get, I won't be able to ride this ride, right? So he looks at me, and he goes, he says, "Get on your tippy toes." I'm like, "Bet." And so I get on my tippy toes, and it's like it's still like six inches over my head, and so I started jumping. This was before I had like my super hops, right? So I started jumping, I can't reach it. And so I stopped, I look back at him, he looks at me, and he sees this little boy that's just like crying, like I am bawling. Like there's, there's like, like all I see is like black and white, like in the movies, like it just turns black and white, and there's like some sad music playing, like someone's playing the violin, like way over there in the corner, and I'm just crying. And I'm like, I don't want to rock to Mr. With all my friends, and I'm too short. And so he just looks at me and he's like, I really don't want to deal with this kid right now. So he says, Go. And so I'm like, Bet. And I took off, right? So we wait in line for like what felt like 12 hours. It was actually like 20 minutes. And that's really fast for Six Flags, right? So I get on this ride and I'm sitting down. And so the guy comes to like push the little railing thing down, you know what I'm talking about, to like make sure you don't fall off. And so I see him, he's pushing it down, and it's like touching people's thighs, right? It's like they're, they're squeezing there. You know that feeling where it's like too tight, I can't move, I can't breathe? So it gets to me, and he pushes it down, and there's like a good, it's like six feet of space between my thigh and this thing that's supposed to save my life, right? And so I notice it, I'm like, this, this doesn't seem right. And so before I start to raise my hand, before I can say anything, the ride takes off. When I tell you I never screamed like a little girl so loud in my life, I screamed so loud. So I'm over here like, I'm over here. When it got to one of the loops, I came out of the seat. I'm like hanging in midair. The loop comes back around. It catches me. Jesus was there. I was like, thank you, Jesus. It catches me, and then we go on a ride. Um, but, yeah, long story short, I hate Mr. Freeze now because of that experience. <laughs> and I, I don't want to ride it again. <laughs> but, but, so, um, when I was asked to teach this lesson, that story came back up because what I was reminded of is, is that illustration that I was too short to meet the standard that was set before me. Like, no matter how much I tried, I jumped, I cried. The crying worked, but it doesn't always work. But I jumped, I cried, I still couldn't get it on my own. There was this gap between where the standard was and where I was. And even now, as like some, most of y'all know, if not all y'all, all y'all about to know. But I'm going to a Bible college. I'm learning more about God. I'm learning more about how I can be obedient and love God and serve God and do all these things. And, and sometimes it gets to the point where I feel like I got everything down. I'm like, I'm at the standard. I'm doing whatever I'm supposed to do. I'm doing what, I'm, what, I, what I should do just to realize that there's something else that I'm not doing. Just to realize that there's something else that I should be doing. It's like this, this standard that I feel like I meet shoots way up to the point where I can't reach it. And some of you may feel the same way about Christianity just in general. It's just, it's just a, bulls of, a, bu- a bulls. It's just a bunch of rules that we have to do, that the bunch of do's and don'ts, and it's a bunch of, bunch of 
do this, but don't do this, but you should do this, and all this other stuff. And we tend to create this Christianity rule book so that when certain things come up, we kind of flip through it like, okay, in my Christianity rule book, in section 6 of article 77, it says that I'm not supposed to chew gum, so I can't chew gum. Like, like we create this legalist, legalistic system in our minds, right? And even, and even with that, the line isn't clear. Like, like someone tell me, how long are you supposed to pray? What, what is the amount of time, what's the window of time that you're supposed to pray in order to feel God's presence? Like, how many Bible verses are you supposed to read? How many songs are you supposed to sing per day in order to be, like, all right with God? That's, that's not a clear answer, though. Seven. Right? Is there, but where, does it, where did you get that number? Out of your head? That's a, yeah, yeah, right, right. So, so it's, a, it's exactly what, so like, it's exactly what, it's words. It's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, like, we tend to think of things that, okay, if I do this, this amount of time, or this, this amount of time, or this, this many times, then I'll be with, I'll be right with God, and I can, and I, I can do it on my own. I don't need anyone else, and, and I can be right with God. But that's not, that's not how it works because we can try all we want. We can do all we want. But we as ourselves on our own cannot, re, we cannot meet God's standards no matter how hard we try. Because there's a separation that our sin, that, that there, are, there are separations between our sins and God's standards that disconnects us from him. And we do it every day. Every day. Everything I do it every day. But here's the good news. Here's the good news. You ready for some good news? Yeah? Say yes if you're ready for some good news. The good news is Jesus changed the way we see God. Christ has changed that standard. Right? So raise your hand if you have like some form of Bible. Right? Raise your hand if you have some form of Bible either on your phone or or whatever. So, everyone of you that's raising your hand and you're sitting by someone that's not raising their hand, I want you to share. Share your Bible, all right? So, here's what you're going to do. You're going to open up your Bible to John chapter 19. John chapter 19, verse 13. 30. John chapter 19, verse 13. All right, so as you guys are looking for that, I'm going to give you guys a little background so we're not just, like, jumping into, like, the deep end. All right, we're going to kind of wait there. All right, so John chapter 19, verse 13. All right, so Jesus has been doing his ministry thing, thing for a couple of years. He's done, he healed some folks. He done, like, dropped the mic on some Pharisees, made them hush-hush. He done, he done, he done did a lot of stuff. And also, he was already, at this point in time in Scripture, he was already portrayed by Judas. He, um, he's been beaten. He's been on trial. He's been mocked. He's been whipped. He's in a lot of pain. And now he is hanging on the cross at the end of his life. So that's where we are in the verse. It's very dark. It's a very dark moment in, in, in Scripture because 
like imagine so some some people say that this is the darkest moment in history right because imagine the person who's supposed to save us the person who's supposed to redeem us and the person who's supposed to bring peace and prosperity and overthrow all the evil is now hanging helpless on a cross with blood dripping down to the point where we can't even recognize him but what i want to point out tonight is that there's so much light for us in our lives in this verse So John chapter uh, 19, verse 30 says, when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. Then bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. It is finished. What, What does Jesus mean when he said it is finished? So the it was God's plan for redemption. The it was the God was the, the plan that God had put in motion to connect the ones he created to connect us back to him. Because the thing is that God wanted us to be in close relationship ever since he created us. Ever since the beginning, he created us to be in communion with him, to be in fellowship with him, to be, to be, to be in his presence, to, to feel his presence, feel his love at all times. And because, but because of the original sin, because of Adam being, being disobedient, there was that disconnection. There was, that's when the separation happened. But even then, God still loved us so much to not shun us and to not reject us. God put in place a system in the Old Testament that allows us as sinners to, to, to be able to come to God, right? So in the Old Testament, there's this thing called the temple, Anyone heard that word before? The temple, the temple, tabernacle, tabernacle is like the portable temple, right? So the temple was was this system that God told Moses that God uh, started with with Moses and in the Old Testament to put in place so that His people can be in His presence, right? So there's a picture up. Cool. So I'm gonna be real simple because this can, this can get real complicated. Here's how this system worked, right? So um. Depending on who you were, um, depicted how far into the temple you got, right? So let me show. On the very, very furthest out, you see the where it says court of Gentiles? That is how far the Gentiles could go into the temple. That's, that was their limit. That was it. They can't go any further. They, like, walked inside the gate, and they was like, yep, I'm going to just chill here a while, sing some songs. That was it. Right? And then next was the Jewish women. That's how far they can go. Right? And then next was the Jewish men. And then you had the priest. And then right there where it says the Holy of Holies, one day out of every year, that is the, only, that is the place where the, only the high priest can go. One day out of a whole year. And that is where he asks for the forgiveness of, of his people, right? So I'm going to break this down to modern terms. So raise your hand if you are in middle school. You guys are going to be my Gentiles. Woo! So let's say that this room and this area is the temple, right? So the middle school people can only go, can only stay in that hallway. That's it. That is as far as you can go. Yep. Sad, right? Where are my high school girls? Raise your hand. High school girls. All right. So you guys are going to be my Jewish women. You guys can only stand on those steps. 
all of y'all have to fit on those steps. Yep. All right. High school boys, raise your hand. You guys can only, you guys are in this, in this room, but you cannot stand on this stage. That's it. You cool? Yeah, you cool with that, right? So small group of leaders, raise your hand. You guys are going to be my priests. You guys can get on this stage, but you cannot go into that room. All right, so that room is like the holy of holies. That's like, that's it. You guys can only stand in this space, right? And so I'm going to use Matt as my high priest, even though I'm not sure I really trust Matt with that job. I don't think Matt would want that job. I don't, yeah, yeah. We're, we're in agreement right now. This is just an example, okay? So in there is a holy of holies, and Matt, as our beloved example high priest, can only go in there one day a year to ask for the forgiveness of, of everyone, right? Got it? It's kind of complicated, right? So the thing is that God did not want that system to stay that way. He didn't, want that, he didn't want that system to be there forever. And because Jesus died on a cross, Jesus basically said that, so, so let's say this, 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 this um, temple system is like uh, uh, you have to be this tall to ride a sign, right? Let's say that, did, that this is a whole sign. Jesus basically spawn kicked that system and said no more. That we can go directly to God whenever we wanted, but we have to go through him. Right? Christ's death put an end for the need, put an end to the need for a sacrifice because he became the ultimate sacrifice. He wasn't just one sacrifice. He wasn't just another sacrifice. He was the ultimate sacrifice that put an end to all of the standards that we had to meet so that we can go to God. In fact, um... Mark's, in Mark's account, Mark um, says that this happened when Jesus died. In Mark 15, verse 37, he says, Jesus let out a loud cry and breath his last. Then the current of the temple was torn into from top to bottom. Right? So, so that door is kind of like that curtain. It was torn from top to bottom, which signified the end of, of this blockage from, his peop- from God to his people. Jesus' death made it possible to be right with God in spite of our failures and in spite of our wrongs and in spite of our sins. Christ was the ultimate sacrifice for the past, present, and the future. So here's the bottom line. Here's, Here's the main point I want to bring out. Because of Jesus, we can be close to God. Only because of Jesus can we be close to God. It's not anything that we can do on our own, because if it was, we would have done it already. But we can't. We can't do it on our own. We cannot meet that, that perfect standard on our own. And it's why, we, it's why with Easter coming up in like a week and a half, it's why we celebrate it so much because Jesus said, Jesus put an end to, to, to this system that we had to do certain things to reach God. Jesus said, just come to me and you can go to the Father. When we trust in him and what he did on the cross, we realize that our sin no longer stands in the way of our relationship with God. Our sin no longer stands in the way of our relationship with God. And there are some of us tonight who, who may have been putting our failures and what we can't do. Some of us tonight understand that 
I cannot be perfect. I cannot come to God with this perfect, in, in this perfect form. And you're right. You can't. But don't let that stop you from having a relationship with him. God wants you to have a relationship with him. God wants you. God loves you so much that he sent his only son to die for you. Some of us may be on the opposite end. Some of us think that I can go to God when I get myself right. I can go to God whenever I get everything lined up. I can go to God when I finally meet this standard. But you will never meet that standard on your own. You can never meet that standard on your own. And if that's your mindset, I want to invite you to trust Jesus. You cannot, I cannot stress this enough. You cannot do it on your own. Trust Christ. Trust in what he did for you. Trust in what he did for you because he loved you. Trust in what he did for you because he loved you and because God loves you. No matter where you are, whether you, you understand that I'm too much of a failure to go to God or, or I can get this right on my own or you just don't know wherever you are, I want to invite you to just, just trust Christ. God loves you. That he sent his son who also loves you. Loved you to the point of death. Sacrificed everything he had for you. Sacrificed his whole life so that you can go back to the Father. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I just pray that that you open up our hearts so that we can see where we stand before you. That we understand that we, that we are too sinful, that we are too corrupt to go to you, that we are too corrupt to be perfect, that we cannot do it on our own. Also pray that we understand that you love us so much that you sent a way for us to connect with you. That you've given us a way to experience your grace and your mercy. I just thank you for everything that you've done for us. I just thank you for everything. I just thank you for how much you loved us and how much you care for us. I pray that we would receive your love with open hands and open hearts. I pray that we allow your love to change our lives. Pray that you allow your love to change our hearts. I pray that you love, that we will allow your love to change our spirits. I love you, God. I just thank you for, for who you are. Just ask in Jesus' name. Amen. And that was this week's midweek message. Wherever you are in your relationship with God, we can each take the next step. So what is the next step for you? Write it down. Tell someone about it, like a friend that you trust or your small group leader. We want to take this next step with you. To reach out to us or for more information about the Resound Student Ministry, 
hit us up online at fbcmalakoff.com slash students and visit our social channels on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. Take the next step and shine your light. Resound is the student ministry of First Baptist Church, Malakoff, Texas.